We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, it's a disaster Tuesday here on the afternoon show. Jack Fritz alongside Ike Reese, live from Chickies and Pete's in South Philly as we react to just despair last night down in Tampa Bay. What's happening, Ike? Misery! <laughs> Do we need the fight song? <laughs> no, we don't yeah. need the fight song after that. Shout out to, to Black Gritty. I felt like I needed to do that today. I felt it was appropriate. It's 100% appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Like, what the hell happened? Uh, I have no idea what happened last night, man. Um, totally surprised that the way that game turned out. Uh, although it took a while for the offense to sort of get going, the defense, fortunate in the first half, able to hold the Bucks to some field goals, so it kept it a game into the second half. And for a brief moment there, I thought, you know, that touchdown right before the half, where he hit Devontae with that deep, uh, deep pass, I'm saying to myself, you know what? Yeah, he just scored here. Can we come out of the locker room at halftime and get some points there? Mm-hmm. And maybe we get a little run going here. So I say all of that to say, as bleak as it looked in the first half, uh, midway through that third quarter, I was still believing that the Eagles had a chance to win that game last night. And – and then all of a sudden, the things that have plagued this team really all season long but hadn't cost them until the last six or seven weeks of the season, it showed its head where, you know, you just make an unexplicable play to hurt your team, and it was consecutive plays. It was Kenny Gainwell trying to reverse field as if he was back at Memphis. Like, this is the NFL. You know, unless you're shady or you're Barry Sanders, you usually can't reverse field in the NFL and make positive yardage. And so we had a huge loss there. And then that was followed by Jalen Hurts um, holding on to the ball and going into the end zone, then not getting rid of of the ball, led to a safety. And I know the game technically wasn't over at that point, but I know what I felt at that moment when that happened. Because before then, it was a one-possession game. That made it a two-possession game. And I didn't feel good from that point. And I wonder if that's where the defense decided, you know what? Here we go. And they just decided to stop playing. You know, because they had given you, I think, three straight possessions where they got sacks on third down and forced the Bucs to punt. It might have been the best series of defensive plays we'd seen out of that defense in a month and a half or or so. It had been a while. It had been a while, right? So you're thinking, yeah, okay, if the offense can get a spark from that and make something happen. Uh, maybe we have a chance. And we just couldn't do it. And Tampa Bay didn't do anything complicated. They kept sending five- and six-man pressures at our offense, and we couldn't pick it up, nor could we figure out how to stand in there and deliver the ball where the extra guy is coming from, trusting your receivers in their patterns in one-on-one situations. It was a lot of retreating and throwing off your back foot and hoping, hoping for a prayer. Throw something up and see what happens. Yep. You know, we, we used to have a saying uh, around the league, and it would, as a defense goes, is that there's certain quarterbacks you don't want to blitz because they're inviting you to blitz because they're smart enough with their pre-snap recognition that they know where to go with the football, and they're dangerous against the blitz because they beat you. When you bring extra guys out of coverage and you leave guys one-on-one, the great ones, they make you pay for it. That's why you don't live and die blitzing Patrick Mahomes. 
didn't live and die blitzing Tom Brady. Aaron you Rodgers. tried to get the yeah, Aaron Rodgers is another one. You try to get to those guys with four man pressures and leave as many guys out in coverage as you can. But with our offense, because they know we can't pick up the blitz, they send guys all the time with no fear of being of being uh, uh, beat by those blitzes. So that's what you saw last night over and over and over to we basically submitted uh, as a team. And it was an embarrassing loss. I don't know any other way to explain it. It was an embarrassing loss uh, for them personally, for the city as fans that, you know, travel down there to support this team no matter where they go to play on the road. They want to make sure that there's a presence that's felt uh, by those home stadiums, those home fans, that Eagles fans are going to be in the building rooting for their team. It was an embarrassment for all of those guys. It was an embarrassment for all of us who are former Eagles players. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they gave blood, sweat, and tears to set a certain standard within the organization of how you play Eagles football. That was an embarrassment. The end of the season was an embarrassment. And more importantly, it was an embarrassment to the guy who signs the paychecks in that building. Just was for a guy who usually um, is there to support coaches, GMs, to give them whatever they need to put a winning product on the field. And to watch Jeffrey Lurie in his suite last night have to endure that and watch that and have his picture on national TV, I'm sure that wasn't a good feeling for him as well. So, you know, know, I'm a guy, I don't have any embarrassment or any shame about bleeding green. I'm going to be that way to the day that I die. Got no problem with that. But that was a gut punch last night. The last month and a half has been a gut punch. And quite frankly, I, I'm not all that disappointed that it's over. If this is what it was going to be like, then, yeah, put us out of our misery now versus some other defeat later on. And, and that's, that's what it was last night. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I can't really add much more to it than that. We'll get into the fallout from it. But, um, yeah, I'm just looking at that defense last night, and I'm, I'm saying to myself, you know, you want to give pushback to uh, Eagles Hall of Famer greats like Seth Joyner, a guy who has credentials enough to be worthy of being in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, when he says you guys don't look like you want to tackle out there and you guys want to give pushback, you want to challenge what he's seen, what looks like heartless football, when he talked about the secondary not wanting to tackle, looking like they don't want to tackle, and he said that early in the year. And guys wanted to push back against him. Well, push back on what, what we saw last night. I dare you. Push back against that effort on defense that we saw last night. One-on-one, wide receivers. Not damn Bo Jackson or uh, Mike Allstott or some or Derrick Henry, like some 250-pound running back running at you, and you're making a business decision. No, you were basically making decisions out there that you didn't want to give the effort that it took to go up and make a play. That's what I saw in the secondary last night. And the linebackers, I, I don't even want to waste my energy and my words on the linebackers. Get all of their asses out of here. Shouldn't none of them be back, except for my guy Ben Van Summering. Uh, but the rest of the guys, get them all out of here. 215-592-9494. We're live at Chickies and Pete's. We just started. In South Philly, pregame, in-game, or post-game. Basketball uh, and hockey are better at Chickies and Pete's. Find a location near you at chickiesandpeets.com. That was beautiful. I mean, beautiful stuff. I, I love to hear that because uh, I'm almost over the angry stage. Like, last night it was just confirming what's been going on for the last little stretch here. And I just I, – I can't believe a team – that was 10-1, and one, that had the record they had the last couple of years, that was in the Super Bowl, we're at this point where they show up like that in a playoff game. I mean, that's an insulting. I mean, that was an insulting playoff game to the, to the fans of this team that, that poured a lot of you, – you, you gave blood, sweat, and tears as an eagle. It was embarrassing for you. But the, the fans of the city that care so much and are invested in this team and live and die 365 with this team, to go out and do that, it was it was it was it was insulting. And Bradley Roby, no interest in tackling. James Bradbury, oh no God. interest in tackling. After Gilly goes in the locker room and he looked him in his eyes and said, "I'm going to go out there and I'm going to you know play be a man," you know, he doesn't do it. He, yeah, compl- I'm ready. he completely lays down. You know, yeah. Jordan Davis can't shed anyone. <laughs> God, never mind. But you know, like he, like they 
absolutely quits. They quit. They had a chance. It was 16-9. Yeah. They got three stops. And then the quarterback, who was just starting to take a, a huge step back and is now a, a, a legitimate question mark with this team, makes a, a, a rookie mistake. I mean, it, it, reminded me of, it reminded me of the Wentz play. Where he was rolling. Oh, not that, that Ben DiNucci play? Yeah. Was oh, roll- God. It did. Rolling to his left, holding on the ball for no reason. Yeah. It was, it was insulting. Yeah. And nobody, nobody to throw it to, and you had to take a sack. And it's just like, it's like you keep beating your head against the wall, like, with the blitz thing. And, what, like, I have gotten to the point where I refuse to believe that the coaches just are, don't see, uh, they don't know right. what the opposing teams are going to do. Yeah. This has to fall on, on, on Jalen. And you can show me all the little screenshots all you want of guys not open. I don't know. I don't have all the answers to the test. But it's clear this coaching staff doesn't, and the quarterback might have lost faith in the, in the coaching staff. And it's, it's, it's going to be a really interesting offseason. And for me, I'm not bringing Nick Sirianni back. I don't think bringing Sirianni back with new coordinators is good enough. Clean house. You can't get rid of all the players. If, if there's rotten eggs in the locker room, they have to be able to determine who are the rotten eggs and who are not. But I don't have faith that next year it's going to look super totally different because I, don't th- I think these guys gave up on them. I think they did. I think they, they lost the messaging. And if that happens, I don't know how he comes back. I don't know how he's going to fix this. I don't trust that he has the answers to the test. Yeah, I, I hear you there. And I don't want to make today about debating whether or not uh, Nick Sirianni shouldn't be fired. We're going to find out shortly what's going to happen with Nick Sirianni. What I'll say is I trust Jeffrey Lurie uh, in his hiring and firing process. Uh, you look at the coaches that he's hired and the ones that he, that he decided when it was time to move on from those guys. I don't think he's ever moved on from anybody too early um, or too late. You know, he usually has a good feel for when it's time to move on uh, from a coach. So, you know, they know what the issues are, what they feel the issues are, and what's correctable. I think when people ask for answers as to what Nick Sirianni can do to fix this tomorrow. I think you're asking the wrong questions or you're looking in the wrong place for the answers. Nick Sirianni didn't get this team to where they've been the last three years by himself. He's never been the sole decision maker in major decisions pertaining to this organization since he's been hired. Uh, So if this thing is going to be fixed, it was never going to be fixed by Nick Sirianni himself. There is a collaborative effort with this front office, with the powers that be, that have say in what direction they want to go in and what type of staff they want to put together. And I think we can all agree through that collaborative effort, it's been more successful than not. So Nick Sirianni being back here next year doesn't mean there won't be other changes. And I dare to even say, if you give an opportunity for that to show itself, Fans will have a change of heart and a change of mind based on who they hire in some of those coordinator positions because Nick Sirianni's importance to everything that goes on with this football team isn't as significant as we want to make it out to be. And I'm trying to say that as respectfully as I can to the position that he holds. But that's a title that he holds. He's not the end-all to be-all with this football team. Never has been. He didn't know Brian Johnson before he got here, right? He didn't, he didn't know Brian Johnson. They still made him his D coordinator, or they made him the quarterback's coach, right? He didn't have, he didn't have any working experience with Sean Desai, but he hired him, though. What? I, I don't know. Was he with Jonathan Gannon? Was he with uh, Shane Steichen? He was with Gannon. I know that. Uh, and, uh, in and Indianapolis, he, yeah. And how long, how long was that? Probably like two years. If yeah, I at best. Yeah. And that's under the Frank Wright coaching tree. Yep. So I only say this to say, that they may have an idea, if this is what they want to do, of who they would want to bring in to sort of help him from an X's and O's standpoint. But if they believe that there is an issue from that position pertaining to how it trickles down to the rest of the players in the locker room that can't be fixed, then they're going to move on from him. They're going to move on from him. And I don't think anybody's going to be crying or upset over that. Well, and last night was about the worst kind of uh, result for the for the for, Nick Sirianni yes. thing, yes, because we talked about this yesterday. If they lose a close game, it's because the defense clearly they have no horses. That's he, an embarrassing loss. Last and you night. lose twenty eight twenty four. I mean, this, the the still shots of of 
Jeff Lurie, or not the steel shots, but the, the videos of, of Jeff Lurie walking in the locker room, the way Aikman and, and, and Buck just seeming like walking into the game kind of knew what the, the tone around the team was, questioning you know, them showing up and, and basically questioning the, the, the offensive plan. But I you mean, know what they didn't say? They didn't, they didn't say it. Aikman hinted at it. They didn't come in saying Nick Sirianni was coaching for his job. Today. No. But the, they didn't come in saying. They took some storylines that is easy to do when you need something to talk about with the football team. And they know what the tone of this fan base is right now. But we don't make those decisions. We don't hire and fire coaches. We don't. Mm-hmm. And you think about the coaches that Jeffrey Lurie has fired, Ray Rhodes, Andy Reid, Chip Kelly, Doug Peterson. Three of those four had terrible seasons their final year. Three and 13 with Ray, four and 12 with Andy, four and 12 with Doug. I can't even remember what Chip's record was. Was it seven and 10, six and nine? Or what was, what was his record? Well, because uh, Shermer got the last win. Right, so I don't even remember what his record was. And his, his collapse started the year before. Right, when they were at the end of that season. And then there was cultural issues coming into that following year so Gee, what's that sound like well i'm just saying they didn't even wait to the end of the season to fire chip kelly is the point that i'm making yeah so i don't know jeffrey Lurie hasn't been in this position where he's firing a coach that's made the playoffs mm-hmm. he hasn't done that i know so I, I i don't know if that's what he's looking to do with this situation i don't think he wants to fire sirianni but i think last night was like what like it's, it's they have to ask themselves, is bringing back Sirianni with the coordinators a, a good enough fix, or is there something bigger at issue here? But it's going to be a long offseason, but today is event day. Today is a day where you, you get in and you let it out because we've been pent up dealing with this for six weeks. It's over. I mean, I mean it's over. There, there's no game next week where you can, you can listen to the players talk all week about how we're going to flip a switch and we're 0-0 zero and, zero and we're gonna, it's a brand-new season. It's over. So let it out because it's time. It's time. It's been a frustrating Frustrating month and a half. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. No better way to start it off than Chuck and Mount Area. What's happening, Chuck? Hey, look. Let me tell you something, Jack. Jack, what's going on? What's going on, man? What's let up, me Chuck? tell you this to you real quick. All four of these teams is boom. All of them. You hear me? I'm talking about the Sixers, Eagles, Flyers, and the Phillies. Flyers are hot. Three two lead. You gave it up. Gave a three two lead. Got us up to the, uh, to the ties of the Raptors and let us down as always. The Flyers, you stuck forever. And the sixth you ever won this in 1983, you stuck there, you want to keep calling up here and brag about Joel Embiid and a regular season game score 41 points. Who gives a crap? Okay? Nobody gives a crap. You want somebody to be impressed about that? Tell them to get to the finals. All right, just get to the Eagles. I'm going to need to talk about Embiid today. Okay? I don't care about, I don't care about Embiid. Just talk about the Eagles. I'm coming at everybody, okay? Let me get to my point, man. It's I'm waiting. I'm waiting for your me point. Off, man. Stop cutting huh. me off, man. I'm, getting, I'm, I'm rolling, man. Let me get to my point, okay? Because you freaking Phillies started it off. Oh, I don't shit. care about the Phillies. Okay? Who cares? Now, Talk, about about Talk about the Eagles. Talk about the Eagles. Let, let Chuck cook, man. Let no, him cook. No, 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 no. Let him cook. No, you're like Jalen right now. You're being stubborn. I'm, I'm trying to point you in the right direction. Get to the Eagles. See, this, see, this is why. I, you, you, you know, you cut off a great rant, man, that I had It going wasn't on a great here. rant. I don't need you a, a rant about the Flyers. Man. You disrespect Oh, my God, man. would you talk about the Eagles? You know what? You are, you are screwed up, hope. You know that? You suck as a freaking oh. hope. I don't man. suck. I'm actually you very good at this. Host. Nah, I disagree. Because you sit there and you run your freaking Rios What's going on, yeah, hard, yeah, what's up, Rios? What's up, Rios? Hey, oh, hey man. God. Look, just Seriously. hear me out, gentlemen. All right, look, check this out. <laughs> this is the most freaking embarrassing thing that I felt. And let me tell you something. You, I bleed. I bleed this stuff. But you know what? I can't back up any of that damn freaking Teletubby type of play that was last night. What you seen was freaking quitters out there, so damn soft, and y'all understand what I mean with slap and tickle. If nobody never understand, watch that freaking defense. That's exactly, they're just slapping and tickling. But let me put some stuff out there. I felt like the Slim Reaper, I give it to him. It sounded like he wanted to play give us the body. Kelsey, the old heads, BG cops. I feel like they gave us the body. But let me tell you something. That freaking defense sucked. That freaking offense sucked. And hurts. Terrible, man. Terrible freaking play because I'm going to say this. Everybody stops the Patrick Mahomes compare or anything. This oh, it's Patrick over. Mahomes yeah, it's over. with stuff made stuff happen. Regardless, with people dropping, made stuff happen. Them young cats this weekend, 
figured out the blitz and made stuff happen. And you know, something is really freaking wrong because of this freaking collapse that, you know what, I don't feel no way if, damn, the owner gets rid of Coach Sirianni. And look, it was so damn bad. Let me tell you something. Did anybody really think Kelsey was going to say, I retired immediately? It hasn't been 24 hours. Didn't waste no time. Huh? That's how bad this was. Let me tell y'all something, y'all freaking young cats. I'm going to tell y'all from my old head, y'all freaking young cats think y'all freaking entitled to every freaking thing. Huh? Y'all don't want to fight for y'all brothers, but y'all want somebody to fight for y'all, right? Huh? Y'all want that. Y'all talk all that junk. Huh? But we're trying to give y'all freaking wisdom. Hey, blood, sweat, and tears from the old heads, from damn Jordan and them. Blood, sweat, and tears. And y'all can say something. Man, y'all play slap and tickle. Straight freaking suckers. And let me tell y'all something. Bill Belichick, if we were to get him, that's the person who you had to get to instill law and freaking order. Because he don't give a damn how much you get paid. He don't give a damn who the hell you are. If you're going to go out there, put the people who want to play. Nobody was hungry. Freaking suckers. I agree. Mic drop by Rios. Yeah, I'll I mean, say, he had to be frustrated. I'll say I had this uh, nailed as to how the show was going to go today uh, with the callers. So, yeah. yeah. Passion. Yep. Intense. Yep. Proud. Yep. Not happy. Not with. Uh, not with anything, yeah. quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah. Not, with, not with the host. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> good start. With, good start with Chuck. <laughs> good start with Chuck. <laughs> just, just tread lightly today, big dog. <laughs> it's a tough day in the city. It really it, it, it is. It really, it it really Let's is. Let's not turn on each other. Everybody. It's not, it's not my fault. <laughs> yes, Jack didn't play. No. I know his love for the Phillies irritates everybody. But but. <laughs> Again, I don't know why. Everyone's like, you you, lo- you hate the oh, so you hate the Phillies. Uh, and I start turning around and other people hate the Phillies. Re- regardless, I right. don't care. Like, I love the passion because it's, yeah. it's that kind it's of loss. It's real. And it's real. It's that kind of loss. It's real. And, and uh, everyone's trying to put the finger on, on what this is because no one knows. Well, I, 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 honestly, I think it's all of it. Well, that's what, that's the funniest part about Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, I think it's all of that's it. the funniest part about Kelsey retiring, and it's ironic. It's the he, whole team. Allegedly, reportedly it retiring. Was, like, can, can Adam Schefter just relax? <laughs> yes, what is wrong can with him? Can we just let Jason he Kelsey? He had to be the first one to say something. Yeah. Can you let, uh, yeah, can you let Jason announce it? Yeah, on WIP and not on New Heights. Right. And not, <laughs> well, I don't know about I know, that, I but know. I get the point that you're making, yeah. though. Um, let him control his own narrative. I, I wonder if the Eagles want Jason to retire. Well, because if the Eagles don't want Jason to retire, then I would imagine Jason Kelsey will still be playing next year. And, and what I mean by that is you can go about ways of trying to talk someone out of retiring. The guy is just a first-team All-Pro. Mm-hmm. It's one thing if he limped to the finish line and it was terrible this year. That was a first-team All-Pro. Mm-hmm. So, and I got news for you. Cam Jurgens ain't Jason Kelsey. No offense to Cam Jurgens. But one guy is a Hall of Famer playing at a level that he's still the best in the game at his position. And I understand this thing didn't end well. And he, a big thing for him was having fun. I'm sure this wasn't fun. No. But if he believes moving forward they got a, they got a way to fix this and things will be better, that's a way to convince Jason Kelsey to be back next year. That's a way to convince him to be back next year. I'm not in a rush to be moving Jason Kelsey out of here. You're talking about somebody who was an extension of the coach on the field, who was the smartest player on the offensive side of the ball and had so much responsibility over there. Without him out there, things going to be different next year. I'm just, just – so I'm not I'm – not, I understand it's reported that he may retire. I'm just saying if I'm the Eagles, if you want Jason Kelsey to keep playing, you can talk him into keep playing. And it's ways you go about doing that financially and with a, with a game plan and your vision of what the team is going to look like moving forward. Mm-hmm. Jason is an eagle. He wants to see the team do well. So if there's something in place that looks like it's promising, I'm sure he wouldn't have a problem. Still, He's still playing at a high level, not limping to the finish line. That's the one thing I want to make number one. He's playing at the highest level right now. Still got very a lot, lot of good football left in Jason Kelsey. Well, I made, do not want to see him retire. He made all six Pro Bowls or all six All Pros in his thirties. I mean, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. exactly. Yeah, I, I'm not ready to see Jason Kelsey. Well, retire. and and uh, you talking about somebody helping this locker room out. We ain't even got into the quarterback yet in the first segment here. 
You better have somebody over there that can help him. Yeah, and Jason obviously is an extension of, of yes, all sir. that. And the reality is he's an, he's an emotional guy. I'm sure he was right. incredibly frustrated with how last night went. Yes. I'm sure he's feeling this might be my last time. I, I think he's going to be an Eagle next year. Like I, I hope he is. I hope. I'm going to go one step further. I <laughs> hope he's an Eagle next That's year. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four to get in. It's a let it out Tuesday. Vent. What the hell happened? Get, I mean, seriously, what the hell happened? You want to talk about the game last night? That was frustrating. I'm almost past the game. I, I, I kind of figured that was going to happen. This team <laughs> laid down like dogs. Embarrassing. 215-592-9494. We're live from Jenkins and Pete's in South Philly. Join us live tonight in South Philly for the final Brandon Graham show. And uh, just the final Brandon Graham show. Yeah. <laughs> That's coming up at 6 o'clock. Get in. 215-592. It's Jack Fritz. Uh, Ike Reese live from Jenkins and Pete's in South Philly. Oh, they're just kind of having their way, and it's what we talked about, Joe, that, you know, I've been on teams that have gone into the postseason and have not been playing very good football. And, of course, that's where the Eagles are. And if you don't have something happen right away, then you just feel like, well, it's the same thing we've been going through for the last six weeks and why we're in this position, and that's what I'm feeling right now watching this team. On both sides of the ball, there's nobody that I've seen yet. Well, that's what you like to hear in a, in a, in a playoff game, in, in a win-or-go-home game. Shut up, Troy. <laughs> now, he's, now he's a Cowboys fan. Yeah, he's a Cowboys Eagles fan, yeah. yeah. Shut yeah, up, yeah. Troy. I don't know, man. I thought he spit a lot of truth last night. And he did, but he was, he, did he spit that truth about the Cowboys? Well, he wasn't doing the Cowboys game. I don't care. He could have commented on it last night. <laughs> well, I didn't listen to the broadcast. Obviously, I was listening to Maryland Mike, uh, but I saw a lot of this. I was saying, I didn't hear Troy's thoughts on his Cowboys team choking away. Who was that, Burkhardt and Olsen? Yeah. Yeah, come on, Olsen. I just wanted to hear him. He could have said, said something. He could, he could have alluded to, well, the Eagles and the Cowboys, the teams in the NFC East, neither one of them showed up this weekend. Two colossal fa- yeah, failures. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Is you he- wanted to say fire McCarthy on, <laughs> on national TV. Something. He could have said something. He could have said uh, Belichick to one of these teams. Come on, he works for ESPN. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, is he, not, get clicks? is he not permitted to say anything about a team that played on another network? I don't know. I, I mean, he played for the Cowboys. He could have threw that in there. No. Now they were both total embarrassments. Yeah. What a- and that's why, listen, for you stinking Cowboy fans, uh, that's why Sunday I, I rejoiced in you guys losing, even though I knew there was a chance we could lose the next day. I wanted to make sure I got some type of joy out of this damn weekend. So I'm not going to sit back and be, oh, I can't. I can't enjoy the Cowboys losing because the Eagles may lose tomorrow and then I have to eat crow. You think I care about eating crow today after enjoying that Sunday's game? No. No, I don't care about eating crow. I mean, the Cowboys' loss was the most enjoyable football we've had in here in a while. <laughs> it was. until, <laughs> And now we have two clowns fighting. That's basically what the, the, is happening. Right. Wh- whose loss is worse? The Whose loss is worse, yeah. Uh, Dude, they I got to say the Cowboys' loss is worse. We can admit to that. Sure. Okay, the, I'm glad you admitted to that. I know you're mad at the Eagles I am right mad now. at the Eagles. I know, I know you are, but we can be honest and say losing at home down 27 to nothing to a seven seed uh, yeah, that was worse. It's bad because we kind of saw this Eagles thing coming. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was <laughs> Dak being vintage. It's just right. the Cowboys were supposedly hot coming into the playoffs. It's just Baker Mayfield. I mean, uh, they've made Baker Mayfield. They've made every quarterback. Sam Howell, <laughs> Mac Jones, like just Drek. I don't care that Baker's number one overall well, pick. Even Zach Wilson wasn't as bad no. as he should have been against us. No. Like, yeah, I mean, like, he should have been worse against us, and we, we seemingly made him at least serviceable that day. And we'll, we'll – listen, 16-9, we, we can say the defense did their job for three drives. <laughs> the Bucks also had a million drops in the first half. Yes. Like, Mike Evans dropped a touchdown. K-Dot yes. cost me money. Yes. Put on gloves. <laughs> or stick them or something. What are we doing? Well, Vontae got away with that pass in the fair. Yeah, well, listen. That would have been a touchdown. Yeah, well, where? Yeah. Catch the ball. <laughs> Catch the ball. But the, they didn't really do their job. The, There's still so many guys wide open. Why are so many guys wide open, Ike? Always. I'm, I'm going to tell you because the secondary has no uh, cohesion, chemistry, guys playing out of position. Some guys just can't play anymore. All right, let's just face it. Well, so, Bayard, so, gone. Yeah, yeah, some guys can't play anymore. So Roby. Yeah. Bradbury. Let's, can, we, yeah, can we admit them? Bring it in. Those were names that I was actually excited about yeah. when we signed both of those guys. I, I don't have to, you know, I, I won't run from that. Those signings did not work out. I've never seen a, well, Bradbury, sure, he was a bad tackler last night. Consistently, I haven't seen an Eagles corner less interested in tackling in a while since Bradley Roby. I mean, just trying to throw hips at people. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
I don't know. Bradbury was pretty. Bad. He was pretty <laughs> freaking bad. He was pretty bad. And, and like, I mean, Bradbury even missed tackles that he was actually there. Oh yeah. and, and grabbed a guy and still couldn't bring him down. Well, and the risk of bringing in guys off the street in the middle of the season, like last year, it worked with with Joseph and Sue, but they're brought mm-hmm. into like, bang, winning, winning, winning. Mm-hmm. Those guys don't care about being Eagles. Those guys, no, they don't, they're, they don't, they're not Eagles. They don't care about this team. They're not Eagles. And poor Julio. I mean, Julio, he might play his last game last night. He got popped. <laughs> yeah. <that's... laughs> what do you think we're seeing? What are you, what are you, yeah. <laughs> see, he thought he was in Atlanta. I guarantee you that. <laughs> I mean, holy he cow. He got knocked all the way back to the Falcons. <laughs> we're alive. Well, I've been at Raymond James Stadium before, but he only remembers it as a Falcon, though. Like, he hadn't been there any other time. Yeah. I would love to know what's going through. I mean, he was he was wobbly immediately. Yeah. Like poor poor Julio, man. Oh, man. I mean, I'm listening to Mike because I was on my way over in the uh, snowstorm last night. I was on my way over to NoCare, so I'm listening to Q explain it. <laughs> he basically was like, yeah, he's knocked out on his feet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was very quick being like, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. Well, and then he's like, he's walking to the wrong sideline. You know? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. It's not funny, but yes. It's not funny, but yes. it's just like, this is going well for Yeah, this is not going, for old it's not going well. How, uh, how did Quez do last night? Oh, uh, we, the phone was, was ringing, and he wasn't picking up. How many, so many wide receiver screens do I have to see? How about the wide receiver screen where Goddard and, and whoever? Ran into each other. Yeah, basically ran into <laughs> dynamic. Dynamic play. Was that I don't even know. Uh, who cares? <laughs> it's just, they ran into each other. It's week a million. We, yeah. it's, it's the first week of the playoffs. Ten men on the field that, cost, that made them burn yeah, a timeout. Time they had back-to-back I, penalties in the, in the red zone. The uh, Slim Reaper showed up last night. Slim, he was great. He was great. I love Devontae. That's one person we can all get behind. Yeah. Once <laughs> we get the other receiver out of here, we'll get to that. 215-592-9494. We're live Jigs and Pete's in South Philly. Uh, join us for the final Brandon Graham show tonight at 6 o'clock. The Twitter question sponsored by Mark's Jewelers. Looking for the perfect engagement ring? Visit Mark's Jewelers for diamond engagement rings that fit every budget online. At Marks-Jewelers.com. Ike, I'm curious. Well, I think I actually know your answer on this one. But um, which would you rather see happen this offseason? Sirianni back with new coordinators or a whole new coaching staff? 66% of people say a whole new coaching staff. Of course. There's still 35% that want Sirianni back with new coordinators. Yeah. um, I'm probably leaning more towards bringing Nick back with new coordinators. But even I can admit that my stance on Nick – being here next year isn't as strong as it was three or four weeks ago. Right? So, when they lost to the, to the Seahawks, you know, when everybody was going crazy about them losing to the Seahawks, or was it the Cardinals? I, I, I still felt that they could turn this around, and with the playoff win, you know, you'd feel differently about Nick. But, you know, the last three weeks of the season, those two regular season finales, and then the playoff game, you know, I'll, I'll put it this way. I'll put it in the hands of the owner. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't feel strong. I'm not going to sit here and act as if I feel strongly about firing Nick Sirianni. Like, he has to go. I, I, do, I don't feel that way. I like Nick Sirianni uh, as a person and as a coach. I, I like him. But does that mean he, you can't improve upon him being the coach? No, it doesn't mean that. So, if there's an opportunity to bring someone in you think is going to be better and you have a better game plan moving forward, well, how to get this team fixed. And quite frankly, it, it's about fixing some mindsets in this locker room, too. Like, some guys got to grow up in this locker room. All right? We, we like to point the finger at the coach. When he's gone, then what are you going to do? You ain't going to have him to blame anymore. So if you're still the same person to the core, and that's what your character is, it's just going to rear its ugly head again when you lose a game or two that you're not supposed to lose. And this is the NFL. That's going to happen. Yet you don't see with every team around the league that this type of stuff starts happening on their team because they lost a few games. You don't hear that stuff coming out of every locker room. The Niners lost three straight. And you didn't hear anything from anybody. They still believed in themselves. Yes. They knew they were going to go on a run. Yes. This team lost the Niners and lost everything. Like they lost their backbone. Well, and they couldn't, they couldn't fight their way out of it. That's the thing that, that sort of alarms you more than anything. If you're truly a, a very good football team with high-character guys, again, you can lose just like the Niners. They lost three games, and they fought their way out of it. So why couldn't the Eagles do that? Well, it's like, it, it's like they lost to the Niners, and it confirmed when they were winning and people were saying they're lucky. They were like, that confirms maybe we're not that good. Right. And it starts being like, no, you fix this, you fix this. And because the, the, a lot of the reports that it seems like we're getting is a lot of finger pointing. Yeah. And, and it feels like when they lost that Niners game, 
it, they they just started fracturing. Yeah. And could not get it back together and 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 go on a run. And uh, I, I feel bad for the Kelseys and the and the BGs and the Fletchers because obviously I think they're trying. It wasn't those guys. I know they're trying to preach the right the right yeah. message. Wasn't those guys. There's other things going on behind the scenes yeah. in that locker room, and that's why. You know, I, I think getting a Ben Johnson or a Slowick and these, like, super – These young coaches that don't really have a lot of cachet around the league. Yeah, you, you're really just setting yourself up for it to happen again. again. Yeah. That's why that's why I need the Belichick. That's why I need the Vrabel. That's why I need so – That's why I would lean towards Vrabel, yeah. I care more about a culture of, of toughness than I do some offensive wizardry. It's good to hear you say that. Yeah, football guy. Let's go, let's go to BlackRudy.com and see if he curses me out. What's happening, BG? Uh, you know, doing good, Jack McClain. Ike, how you got? <laughs> uh, thanks for the misery. Uh, Jack, first of all, let me say, I apologize for telling you how to fan him. You know what? You can fan him how you like. I apologize for trying to bring my joy and positivity. You, you were right, so go ahead and do what you do. At least you weren't uh, Elliot telling about what we're playing, the Lions, and all this kind of stuff for the game would happen. So I, I appreciate you keeping with your guns and sticking up for it. But uh, don't disrespect Brady uh, Mayfield ever again. My God, that man should have thrown for 600 yards, okay? If it wasn't for drop balls, no. And the worst part is is all the old Lions were the only ones perking up their ears every once in a while with a sack or some pressure, giving you some kind of hope, and the offense just fell apart. Mike, do you know what I hate the most about the Philadelphia fan base right now? What's that? Carson Wentz has broken us, bro. Like, if I criticize Jalen Hurts, I'm running him out of town. Look what you did to Carson. If I, if I, if I stick up for him, do you coddle him just like Carson? You do. Like, can we just criticize bad play? He played terrible. Yes, the offense played terribly. The defense played terribly. Heck, even the special teams played terribly yesterday. But when you're the quarterback – and at 6 o'clock, I see O.G. Wade say, uh, Duke got to put her on his back. And then three hours later, he's like, well, if Duke can't do it all by himself, which one is it? Is he putting the team on his back or, or, or is it a team game? Because sometimes you got to blame the guy you got to blame. They yep. were ill-prepared, unready. Uh, Smitty was the only one on offense that looked like he was doing something. Got us over there yelling about stuff, but I didn't see no separation from him. He looked like Zach Ertz out there last night. So, I mean, my goodness, the whole team is trash. So, it starts with Harry Roseman picking, picking these weak coaches to come in here. And you're right. The 49ers were falling apart. But you know what they were playing about? They wanted to fire their D.C. and have them come down the field. They, but they, they got it together because they have a head coach that's actually worth something when they looked them in their eyes. I feel like Jalen Hurts is like, I've been coached by Saban. I was coached Oklahoma. I know what good coaching is. And the good coach is left. And I'm looking at this dude talking about watering flowers and letting the players have players only means. You know when he lost the team? I'll tell you exactly. A lot of speculation. He lost the team when you're going out here winning all these games and you give all these speeches. You get your butt running to the ground and you let them have a players meeting after the game. You don't go in there and say, hey, guys, we got to do X, X, and S, and we're going to stick together. So you let the players go in there and point fingers at each other because you're too much of a punk to go in there and stand up in front of the crowd. Okay? That's when you lost the team, Nick, because you need somebody who's going to come in here and do the job and do the job well. So Howie Rosen, either hire a GM or start picking some grown men to coach my Philadelphia Eagles. Because last night, what, what, what uh, soft as tissue paper, I, they couldn't tackle no. I'll yeah. send my daughter they out there to get tackle. better yeah. yeah. I'll send my daughter out there to get tackle better than half of those guys. Like, I'll put my life on it. And she's I, a good okay. wrestler, too, in case you guys didn't know. That's what I'm saying. Got to question me about it. Somebody go out there and put their stuff on the line. I mean, my goodness. A playoff game, you embarrass yourself in that stuff. And the last thing I'll say about Dale Hurts, I knew the game was over when he did double back on that runaround play. And with that little funky chicken wing, he thought like he was going to throw a block. Punk Scooby McDo. I'll talk to y'all. Have a good one. Go Bears! All right, there he goes. That was a Black Ritty. That was a little bit of a uh, feeble attempt. Oh, no one? No, uh, Jalen, when he tried to block back on the uh, defender that was chasing Kenny Gainwell. There was a million things last night. You know, yeah, that softness. Although, let me say this. Oh, what? Let me, no, let me say this. I don't expect my quarterback to stick his helmet in there and try to make a block. Speaking of, I mean, he did almost get his head ripped off in the tush push. Yeah. I can't believe they didn't call that. That was so obvious. Was, I saw it on – that didn't need so much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You were literally trying to drag the guy backwards by his face mask. Can't believe – that's when you knew things were going wrong. Vita Vea was able to get lower than Jason Kelsey. I think that was the moment Kelsey was like, you know what, I'm all right. That, that, that is the kind of the moment where I was like, you know what, that's how you know we're not going to win. They literally just stopped the tush push. Yeah. 
on the goal line. And that never happens. That never happens. Especially actually stopping it. Not like a penalty. Right. Not like, you know, the Eagles screwing off. Right. Actually, actually stopping it. Actually stopping it, yeah. And how about, how about, I mean, there's so many things that bothered me last night. Nolan Smith trying to trip a guy on an end around. I mean, what the hell are you, like, what are you doing? <laughs> that's illegal, actually. But he's, that's what he looked like. Yeah. He looked like he just tried to stick his foot out. <laughs> like, what are you, you're, you're a defensive end. Tackle uh, him. Uh, sort of. Whatever, really whatever he is. He's a safety <laughs> playing defensive end. I don't know. How about, the, how about the back-to-back drives early in the game? Third and two. Yeah. Not just, just what? run the ball. Okay, and we haven't gotten into that yet today. Why didn't we run the ball last night? Well, they have, uh, eight, I think, eight attempts for, for DeAndre I, Swift. I just, I just don't understand it. I just don't understand it. You're without your best wide receiver last night. Julio gets knocked out of the game. Like, and we still, like, everybody and their mother knows that we can only throw the ball to Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard. Like, like it's, it's easy to defend that. So why not try to run the ball at times early in the game? Four rushing attempts in the first half. Like, I, I just, I don't understand why we just refuse to try to run the football as an, as an alternative way to win a football game. I know ideally you want to be able to throw the ball, get explosive plays. Sure, we all do. Uh, yeah, but that's not available to us. It's also not an offense. Just saying you want explosive plays doesn't mean anything. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, just, why, why, I just, and coming into that game, we just didn't run the ball. We didn't run the ball early, like you said. You got, you got multiple third and two situations. What's wrong with running the ball there in those situations? Get at least one yard and then tush push for the first down. Exactly. You, I, ha- you, you, you tell me all the time. That's the formula you claim to use all the time. He tells me all the time. On, we're actually in first and nine. First and nine. Yeah. Maybe the quarterback's checking out of the, the, the runs to get to the passes. I mean. No, those look like call pass plays to me. Again, I have no idea. Yeah. It, just, it, doesn't, it does not make sense. And if, the other thing that bothered me last night is we continue to work our way through this thing and vent about it. Like, you don't have – I know the analytics say don't take the ball. But when your defense can't stop anyone – Right, and you're on the road. And you're on the road. How about – you know what would help your team? Go down and make it 7 nothing. Now, yeah. obviously, the disaster scenario is you go 3 and out. But, like, at least have some like, – But that shouldn't be the thought process. I know. It, you know what I'm saying? From his standpoint. Yes. It should be. No, I love these plays that we got dialed up. That's a part of our first 15. Let's go out here and put them to work. Coach to your team strengths. Your yeah. defense can't get a stop yeah. right now. You've made Tyrod, Kyler, every quarterback this year. Basically every quarterback, Look yeah. great. You, you shut down Tua. <laughs> right. And, I don't my, know how that and second half of yeah. Holmes. Congratulations. Yeah. You made everyone else look like a star. Yeah. Going on the road in Tampa and, and going down 7 nothing is a way to deflate your team immediately. I didn't even know Baker could look that good. I agree. And he had 158 pass rating against the Packers. Yeah. That was that was yeah, better. Yeah. It was better. <laughs> that was better last He's night. He's on time. He was accurate. Yes. The guys had a lot drops. of nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even had some good deep deep throws where where guys dropped the ball. Yeah, I, I agree. He was just too comfortable back there, except for that that those few possessions in the third quarter. Oh, for ten on third down, third and fourth down, first time the Eagles were. Yeah, they didn't Man. convert. They didn't convert a third down. Man, everything was bad last night. Fourth and five, you're taking a deep shot. You don't. You you, you take three points off the board to go for two. Right. Like, like, it's just like every little thing. Well, he took one point off the board. Took one off the, yeah. the PAT off the board. Yeah. To go for, for the two-part To change it from like a, a – th- to change it from two – they need two touchdowns and two, uh, uh, two-point conversions rather than a touchdown and a whatever. Like, yeah, there was really no reason to go for two. Of course there was no, there was no <laughs> Of course there was no point. Yeah, there was no real reason to go for the it. fourth and five deep – Other than it just became a one-yard play. Fourth and five deep shot. Like into the end zone, yeah, on, to on, on a, a a must-have play, get the first down. Yep, there's not, there's not enough of that. <sighs> Jason Roxburgh, what's happening, Jay? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, what's up, Jay? Yeah, yeah, w- yeah. I want to get on and talk about these coaches, but but real quick, that you you know we argued last week about the uh, you kept saying that the Eagles' offense was the same, and I was telling you about the RPO that everything's different now, and Troy Troy Aikman brought that up last night. Uh, we talked about I don't know where he said I don't know where the RPO is. That was that was where Jalen was at his most comfortable, you know. And they 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 just totally took that away, you know. But what so so the whole thing for me right now is that you can see that these guys have checked out. Jalen 
is going backwards. When I say backwards, I mean literally on the field. Jalen is he, he's moving backwards. Uh, he's not last year. This guy was, you know, going forward, you know, tucking the ball, running, all those different things. He made he made the defenses honor his run. Uh, Bowles, when we played uh, Tampa early early in the year, go back and look at that game. Jalen was actually going forward a lot during that game. This game, he's going backwards more. And I think yep. I, you touched on that too. Yep. You know, so I just think right now, and, and I was also arguing, arguing with you last week about, you know, you can't get rid of uh, uh, Sirianni after he did all of this. And yeah. yep. you know what? I was so high on that. I got to apologize today. I was wrong. This guy, you cannot keep him around because even if you bring in the greatest offensive and defensive coordinator, he's not, he's already shown that he's not a leader that I thought he was. I thought he was a guy that was going to just say, you know what, uh, this is not working, offensive coordinators, let's go to something else. I, I think we just need, uh, I think you guys mentioned like Brable. I think uh, Mike Tomlin, people are saying Tomlin might, you know, decide to leave there. Yeah, he certainly had an interesting press conference yesterday. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, he walked right out. Yeah, so <laughs> so so I think you know when you got guys like that that are still old enough, not not too old, but young enough to still relate to these players. Belichick, I don't think guys would get behind playing with him because he doesn't play the style. Well, what if what if he came in? Like what, what if he came in and, and and brought all six rings? Do you think that would yeah. <laughs> that would get the players maybe a little ready to go? Well, unless he can say, uh, unless he's going to bring a thirty-year-old uh, Tom Brady with him, they don't care anything about those rings. Oh, we got, we got Jalen. Yeah, I yeah, thought. Yep, yeah. But the thing is, guys, you know, again, that would be taking a step back because this is real quick. This is why I okay. think Jalen took a step back too. Brian Johnson tried to force Jalen into becoming more of a prototypical quarterback this year. He's not ready for that step yet. He knew he may be because he's not seeing the field the same way. Because you could take Jalen out of that same offense and pop in a Josh Allen or pop in, you know, somebody else. They would look better in the same offense. Jalen is not ready for that step, stay in the pocket type of uh, – he's not seeing the field that way. He saw the field best when he was doing the RPOs. So that's why I say, you know, uh, you got to bring a guy in here like the guy I said last week from uh, Baltimore – you know, that's been uh, working Todd with uh, Munkin. Todd Munkin. Todd Munkin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, and I appreciate it, Jay. I guess and we're my, not talking about him enough. No, I, know, I agree. I actually do agree. Like, <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, we're not talking about him enough. I mean, Lamar, I mean, I think Jalen's a better thrower than Lamar. Um, yeah. Lamar's obviously more dynamic. Oh, I'm not as strong as Lamar. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, he's got the, the flick of the wrist that, yeah. I, that I appreciate. But I guess my thing with bringing in new coordinators for Sirianni, and my biggest question off it is, okay, are they bringing in and they're going to say, Nick, He's running the offense. It's not. Yeah. And, and, then, and then Nick is basically just the, the CEO culture guy, right? Yeah. But what worries me is I don't know about this culture. And that's what, that's what the, the end of the season has done the most. Well, they're going to change players. They're going to change players, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think as long as he's – and it sounded to me, listening to him last night, that it didn't, didn't sound like – He's worried about getting fired. I don't think so either. Did not sound that way to me. And I still haven't, as much as we try to push this narrative that players don't like him and they gave up on him, why am I not hearing anything that says that from the majority of the players? Now, if you want to tell me the quarterback doesn't like him, well, there's a couple theories that could go to that. Well, well, there's a couple theories that could go to that. Maybe because he's overstepping his, the quarterback's buddy who was calling plays. And the quarterback, maybe he doesn't like that. Well, that, that's, that's not a reason to fire the head coach because the quarterback can't handle being a professional because someone he likes got his job responsibilities taken away from him. See, that's the, that's the conversation nobody's really di diving into. Hmm? That could be because we can talk about Jalen doesn't, he has a problem with Nick Sirianni. Why? I don't hear AJ saying that. I didn't hear Hassan Reddick say that. I'm hearing all these other guys speak up on behalf of Nick Sirianni. Well, I Except thought... the quarterback. But why is the quarterback having issues? Is it because his buddy 
isn't calling the plays or doesn't have the same responsibility? I'm just wondering. Those are questions that are out there. Well, we've got a long offseason, believe it or not, yeah, to, to discuss it wonder. all. And, and is, has Brian Johnson done anything that, that, that gives him the sort of cachet that the quarterback should start pouting about it, not playing well, and then it costs the head coach a job? Has Brian Johnson done that? Where, where did Brian Johnson, where's this offense he had before he came here? University of Florida. Oh, don't get me started on talking about the University of Florida. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I, you know, Steve Spurrier was a great offensive coordinator at the University of Florida, as, you know, slash head coach. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer, how'd that work when he came to the pros? He's great. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Jalen. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Speaking of Jalen, two really interesting quotes last night mm-hmm. after the game. Uh, that I thought did speak to his relationship with, with Nick Sirianni, and if, if there is question marks there. Yeah. You'll hear both of that coming up next. It's the afternoon show live from Jinkies and Pete's Just in that, South Philadelphia. Saying, uncomfortable conversation. Oh, it's that time of the year. <laughs> it's that time of the <laughs> uncomfortable. year. We'll be right back. Two interesting quotes from Jalen last night that I don't think bode well for the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Leave to that coming up next on the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. All right, introducing the tailgate MVP, Surfside Ice Tea. Made with Philly's own stateside vodka and real brewed tea. Kick off game day right and find the can with the sunset stripes. The official cocktail of Philly sports. Now, trying to enjoy the birds game, but also stick to your New Year's diet. Well, you shouldn't have to choose between the two. No sacrifice needed with Surfside iced tea. Only two grams of sugar and 100 calories, plus no bubbles. Cheers to the new year with Surfside. Must be 21 or older. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.